Jewish Audio on Chabad.org. When it comes to foods, everybody knows Jews know how to do it. There's something about food and the Jewish people. We're obsessed with food. Every Jewish event has to involve a tremendous amount of calorie intake. Otherwise, it's not a Jewish event. What is it about Jews and food? In this week's Torah portion, we are given the gift of the laws of kosher. Let's talk a little bit about the laws of kosher. Can anybody here tell me, why do we keep kosher? There are many different explanations that were given by the sages and the commentaries throughout the ages. Some say that kosher prevents assimilation. Others say kosher is healthier, which I have a hard time believing if you think about the fatty foods that we eat, the kugel and the schmaltz. Others say that kosher keeps us together. But let's look in the actual verse in this week's Torah portion when we are given the mitzvah of kosher. The Torah clearly tells us at the very end of the description of which foods can be eaten and which cannot be eaten, the Torah tells us, lahavdil ben atamei vahataher. The Torah uses the word lahavdil, which means to differentiate. Here lies the core and the essence of this mitzvah. With this mitzvah, God is giving the Jewish people the gift of lahavdil, the ability to differentiate. You see, even a cow knows the difference between poisonous food and nutritious grass. A cow knows what is good and what is bad. Obviously, when the Torah tells us to differentiate between the holy and the non-holy, it is referring to two items that maybe look exactly the same. Two pieces of meat on the shelf that look fully identical. The difference is one is kosher and one is not. One was slaughtered properly and one wasn't. Here lies the essence of this mitzvah, the ability for a Jewish person to recognize that there is the good and there is the bad. There is the holy and there is the impure. It may not show itself externally. It may not always reveal itself, but a Jew is given this gift to differentiate and recognize what I can embrace and what I can push away. This is the essence of the Jewish nation. Havdalah, lahavdil, to be able to make that differentiation, to be able to recognize what is good and what is bad. This is what makes us different. This is what makes us unique. And this is what the mitzvah of kosher is all about. When we observe the kosher laws, we are not just observing a mitzvah that is external, but we're actually transforming our insides as well. Because we are ensuring that whatever we eat, which comes part of us, is only that which is holy and pure. That ability to differentiate, to push away the negativity, and to embrace the holiness, that is what makes a Jew a Jew. When we eat the food, when we consume the holiness, we become holy. So my message for you this week is that as we reflect upon the laws of kosher, it's important to recognize that this is not just another mitzvah. This is an essential, inherent mitzvah which allows a Jew to be the very definition of holiness, to be able to differentiate and separate ourselves from others. Why is it that when you look at a Jew, you see that soul shining? You see that holiness emanating from their heart, from their eyes. That is the unique holiness and differentiation which a Jew possesses. And in order to actually feel that and experience that, we need to be able to make those daily choices, to differentiate between the good and the bad, the holy and the impure. You are what you eat. Sounds very esoteric, it sounds very abstract, but it's real and it's tangible. In fact, this week's story will show us that literally what we eat can affect our entire being to the extent that not only it affects our holiness, but it actually can affect our physical health as well. 
open up your heart for this incredible story. It took place with a Jew who lived in the Holy Land of Israel by the name of Moshe Kraus. Moshe, one day, was sitting in a room where none of us want to be. Alongside his beloved wife, he was facing a doctor who had a grim look on his face as the doctor said to him, come over to my screen. I want you to see these x-rays. I am very sorry to tell you, but it seems like your daughter is very sick. Look, do you see? This is an image of your daughter's digestive system. These are her intestines, and this is a terrible growth that is right there in the heart of her digestive system. We cannot find any explanation for this growth other than a terrible illness. And at that point, the doctor allowed his eyes to look downwards as he said, we'll do everything we can to save your daughter's life. We don't know what's gonna be. Our hopes are not very high. What can we do, said the parents to the doctor. And the doctor looked at them and said, pray. At that moment, the parents looked at each other. Moshe looked at his wife with tremendous pain, tears pouring out of their eyes as they realized they just got very, very bad news. They found themselves walking out of the doctor's office, sitting in their car in the parking lot of the medical center in the heart of Israel, when suddenly Moshe turns to his wife and says, we are blessed to be Hasidim of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Let's not lose hope. Quickly, let's write a letter to the Rebbe asking for a blessing. Sure enough, with a spark of hope in their eyes, they came home, they sat down at the table, and the father poured out his heart as he wrote to the Rebbe the whole story of his daughter's pain and her symptoms and the ultimate result that the doctor has now shared. As they're sitting there, writing line by line, they felt a sense of hope. The Rebbe's blessing will arrive and everything will turn out. Quickly, they sent the letter as fast as they can to the United States of America, to the Rebbe's office in Brooklyn, New York. As soon as he sent the letter off, the father Moshe thought to himself, you know, very often the Rebbe would say that when someone has an issue, a problem, a question, they should check their mezuzahs, especially when it came to a health matter. Let me not wait for the Rebbe's response. Let me be proactive. And he took the mezuzahs and he brought them to the local scribe, the sofer. He brought the mezuzahs to the scribe and told the scribe the whole story and said, please stop everything you're doing. And if can you can you check all these scrolls and see what's going on? Immediately, the scribe put aside all his other tasks, and he spent that day checking all the mezuzahs of the house, and he found they were all absolutely beautiful, 100% kosher mezuzahs. Just a week and one day later, the letter response arrived from the Rebbe in the mailbox of the Kraus family. Quickly, Ramesha opened the envelope with trembling fingers, and in there, the Rebbe gives a blessing for a refua shalema, for complete recovery and and lengthy, healthy years and a long life for the young child. At the end of the letter, the Rebbe wrote two words, Nunbez, P.S., postscript, two words, Livdaik Hamazainus. Ramesha saw that and he was surprised. The Rebbe said to check the mezuzahs. He just checked the mezuzahs. Maybe we should check them again. He went back to the scribe and said, please, look at this again. I don't know what to do. The Rebbe in the letter said to check the mezuzahs. Can you look one more time? The scribe says, I suggest you bring it maybe to a different scribe who maybe will notice something that I didn't notice. And sure enough, they go to another scribe and he checks all the scrolls and nothing's wrong. At this point, he's so confused, doesn't understand what's going on. The days go on by and the young girl situation does not get better. It only 
gets worse. The father does not know what to do. It was late at night, two weeks later. The daughter's in tremendous pain. She's still in the hospital. The father takes the Rebbe's letter once again out of the envelope and decides to read it over one more time. Maybe he'll find the message he missed earlier. And he reads line by line. And suddenly, he gets to the last line of the letter and he jumps out his chair and he screams, Oh no! Oy The father was frozen when he realized he made a terrible mistake. At the bottom of the letter, the rabbi wrote, Nun Beis, P.S. Livdok Hamizonot. Check the foods, my friends. The word Mizonot and the word Mizuzot looks very similar to each other. He was so used to saying the Rebbe's words to check the mezuzot that he didn't notice that small change, that instead of a zayin, it was a nun. The Rebbe said, check the food. And he thought it said, check the scrolls. What does it mean, check the food? It was past midnight, but he didn't care. He woke up all his children, all ages, all seven of his children, and he brought them to the living room. And he read them the Rebbe's letter again. And he told them the story. And with tears in his eyes, he says, we're a kosher family. We are a Hasidic family. What could this be? Everybody, think hard. What could be the Rebbe be talking about? They're sitting and thinking. And suddenly, one of the younger brothers, 11-year-old child, he gets up and he says, Abba, Ima, Mom, Dad, I forgot to tell you something. Two months ago, in school, our teacher told us that we should let our parents know at the bakery around the corner, we should stop buying stuff from there because they had some kosher issues and the rabbinical supervision took off their certificate, but they never removed the sign from the bakery. And people are not aware of this, but it's important that we should tell our parents, but we forgot about it because we walk home from school multiple times a week. He would call us in and give us the leftover chocolates and sweets from the day before that he couldn't sell. And we just totally forgot and we've been eating it. At that moment, the father said, now I understand what the Rebbe was saying. To check the food. From now on, no one should buy any more mezaynis. No one should buy any more food or cakes from that bakery. The word mezaynis in Hebrew not only means food and sustenance, but it literally refers to baked goods. No more baked goods from that bakery. Sure enough, my friends, they saw an immediate transformation in the well-being of the daughter. And it was just a short time later, within six weeks, that the treatment was doing its job much quicker than expected. The recovery within two months was full and complete. When the doctors predicted she only has six months left to live. And this young woman is still alive now, the mother of a beautiful family. My friends, Livdoik Hamazenos, check your food. Check your pantry. Make sure it's all kosher.